LIW, The Walking Dead Review, has been down with a sickness since 2000, and we invite you to get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. You fuckers. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Come on already. You motherfuckers. L.I.W. The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. I lost my enthusiasm halfway through that hello. Oh, my God. So, it also filled in the time for my air conditioner to turn off, so you're not going to hear that in the recording. I am playing with a fidget spinner. Um, I did not buy it. It was left here in the studio. Um, it's bright pink, so it's my color. I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop touching it. Okay. So, okay, guys, this is this season is starting to turn around. I, I, I'm really appreciating it. It is uh, definitely a drastic difference from where it started in the first two episodes. The first two episodes, this is how they kicked off their season. Let's go ahead and give them two shitty, boring, awkward episodes full of little conversations that you, you just feel like you shouldn't be there for and that the show doesn't have any interest in you witnessing in, in any entertaining way. They're just kind of... Here's our show. Why are you watching this? Why? Why are you? Why do you want to watch this scene? That's that's weird that you want to watch this. That's that's bizarre. Anyway, we're back on track here. I, I like this season now. Um, I've I've watched all the episodes except the mid season finale. Like I stated, I'm gonna wait until after I finish the last review, uh, episode three oh seven, and then I'm gonna go watch three oh eight, and we're gonna see how that plays. Excuse me, plays out. I'm drinking a Miller Light because that was that was left in the fridge downstairs. And uh, it's it's a uh, it's just terrible. Um, so, unless you want to sponsor us, Miller Lite, in which case I will say this beer tastes amazing. Miller Lite, <laughs> a fine Pilsner beer. Um, until you pay up, though, it's it's garbage beer. It tastes like uh, it's like you drink a real beer and then you just kind of spit it up, like people do with chewing tobacco. It tastes like that, where it's just kind of like this mixture of all these different things and none of them are good I, I i don't know how else to describe it it's it's quite disgusting it's been a long time since i've had that i don't really i'm not a beer drinker anymore i i did the shock top for a long time when we first started the liw movie review which used to just be called lady one of them back then we used to drink a ton of shock top um it makes me feel horrible beer does so i, I stopped drinking it. i switched over to the rum and whiskey with the, with the doc, dr pepper cherry uh, which is also terrible for you because of all the sugar and the and the Soda, but yeah, there's no winning. There's no healthy way to drink, so you kind of got to, you know. I'll take my diabetes over my. I just feel terrible with beer, unless you want to sponsor me. In which case, I will totally change my tune. <laughs> anyway, so this one starts off with the the intro is Victor asking for Daniel's help, and uh, without Daniel saying no, which is a huge hint. Um, we'll, we'll get there though. I, I don't quite even know what that means, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there. They, they're out and about. They're already free. And I'm like, oh, they really cut around that. He, like, didn't even... You didn't see him pull him out of the cell or anything. They're just in a fucking car. It was very weird. Anyway, uh, they would cut back to the old couple that Nick was watching in the two episodes ago. The older couple, they were dancing. Um, this is the middle of the night. The husband wakes up. He realizes the wife isn't in bed anymore. They're, they're probably, like, in their 70s. He looks up, and he sees her walking around. He's like, oh, honey, what's wrong? Can you not sleep? And then... uh. He goes over to her and he realizes she's dead. And uh, 
he he hugs her, and then she just starts to bite his neck, but then you realize she's just gumming it because her teeth are in a, a glass next to the bed. And it's this really sweet scene. It was very bizarre. Um, and then uh, I, I guess I'll describe the rest of the scene, and then I'll go back to my point of my whole point of this scene. He lets her gum in his neck, and then, you know, she can't do any damage. He pulls out a gun. He just produces a gun out of nowhere. The, the camera doesn't cut any real time out. They're dancing, they're dancing, they're dancing. The song never skips. You don't see him go across the room. He just has a gun, which means he sleeps with that thing up his ass, I guess. I don't know what the fuck he's keeping it. Maybe he keeps it in his pajama pockets for just such a scenario. But there's a line later on in this episode, which totally negates it, and it pisses me off. But we're going to get there later on. Anyway, he produces a gun out of fucking nowhere and shoots them both in the head. And then they, she knocks over her body, I think it is, falls and hits a, a lamp, a kerosene lamp, which they have for some reason. And the house catches on fire. Um, goes The whole house catches on fire. And um, anyway, we'll get to that in a second, the rest of that fire. I want to get to this part where this is, for me, the worst part of this world. Which is, you've done everything to survive. You've, you've killed zombies, you've killed people, you've sacrificed members of your own parties, you've maybe even had to kill some of them when they turned. You've had to sacrifice a lot, you might have lost a limb if you're in the, the real Walking Dead show. You might have had to, you might have lost your children, you might have, you know, whatever, whatever. You've gone through nonstop grief and, and misery to survive. Um, to the point where... You're not even sure if it's worth living anymore, but you're going to go ahead and let's say you met somebody afterward, after after you you lost your husband in the in the or this guy he lost his let's just say he lost his original wife his OG wife he lost her she died early on in the invasion the, the zombie invasion I don't know if I want to call it invasion but that's what I'm using now anyway he loses her he finally gets he gets safe builds a fence gets a life again he's like oh finally I'm ready to move on this I met this woman I can finally move on have a life with her. And you age together, and it's beautiful. And it's, you're, you know, 15 years go by. And, and then they churn in the middle of the night because they fucking died of, of sleep apnea, and then they fucking eat you to death. And that's how you go out. What the fuck? How is that? That's your happy ending. That's, that's the ultimate goal. That's what you're going for. That's actually the best ending you can have in this world. <sighs> other than you being the one who died first. Other than that, that means you're going to wake up and, and eat your, your loved one. That is fucked up. That is, that is best case scenario. It's almost better to just live alone. This could happen with your fucking kids. Your kids could die in the middle of the night and wake up and eat you. It is so fucked up. You can't sleep in the same room with someone else in fear of they might die. You can't even tie them down either because what if you know the zombies break in, the real zombies break in, and then they could eat you. You can't move. There's no way to avoid this. The only way is to knock out your teeth and get dentures before the world with the shit. Other than that, you're gonna have to drink soup and shit if 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 you don't have the teeth ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like the, you're just this is just a fuck. You're fucked. There's there's no upside to this world anymore. It really is not worth living. You can't. I would never sleep a wink. I would sleep in a bunk bed on top of a stack of cars, and just like high up in the air where nobody could get to me. And maybe I'd feel secure sleeping, but then I'd be worried that the, the cars would fall over. I don't know. I'd have to think of something, like in a fucking watchtower with me, with me sleeping on the, in the, on the door that goes into it. You know, those doors that open up in the ceiling and, and, you know, while you're in the watchtower, though, it's on the floor. One of those things where I sleep on it and then that way I get, you know, if someone tries to get in there, I, I'm, I'm awake. I don't know. Some sort of bar, some sort of cage that I would 
like in the middle of the bed, like you know, you have you sleep with a blanket between you for Jesus, like one of those things. This is a this is a barbed wire fence that's between us for for Jesus for 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 my security. I'm not Jesus. I'm just saying, like just a little bit of security because I would never fucking sleep because it's not worth it. <sighs> then you get to the point of like if you, if it's not worth it, what's the point of even living? So kill yourself. You know, this is a whole thing, and it's just a big uh, a big a big deal, a big to do. And I, I feel like I would stress myself out over this. And I would just never sleep and never, and I'm just feeling this like, this cycle where I would never want to be around anybody else, but also what's the point if you can't be around anyone? I don't know. I'm, I'm repeating it right now and I, oh my God. Anyway, so the house is on fire. The next, you know, the, the, the people show up in the town and I'm like, are they fucking suicidal? Are these people in this town suicidal? Because they're all walking up to this house with a small bucket of water and throwing their water on the burning house. And I was like, are you fucking suicidal? That is vital, vital, sweet, sweet, life-saving water. And you're just tossing it on a fire. On a fire that... This house is so on fire. It is 100% engulfed in flames. No matter how much water you had right now, you can't save this house. It's already gone. They're dumping little buckets of water on it. Like, yeah, you would live in the fucking desert. They are in a desert community, and they're tossing their water on a fire? Even if that fire were to spread to other houses, which it wouldn't because this house is isolated, even then, it's not worth it because the water is more important to you than a roof at this point. It really is. There's no way around that. Water is the most valuable thing in the world right now. That's what the whole Dante plot se- plot, plot sequence is about. The whole B story of this episode is about Dante and how... Well, it's not anymore. He's dead, but in the last episode. Anyway... That water, just just don't don't waste your water. Sons of Anarchy guy is the only one who understands that because he shows up. He's like, stop, stop them the water, you dildos. What are you doing? Like fucking, like that's keeping you alive. The fire, just go ahead and let it stay warm, toasty. Roast some fucking marshmallows on. I don't give a shit. Don't waste the water. Wow, it just it really made me mad. Like immediately, how even one person throws some water in this world? If this were real on that house, I'm killing them. That's a that's a death sentence right there. Anyway, so Nick is delivering food later on to Luciana in this in, where she's in the hospital or hospital, I guess, whatever the hell you want to call it, in the in the infirmary you know, after her near death experience from whatever the fuck happened to her. I don't even, I don't even remember how the season started, why she was injured. I think she got shot right by those guys at the border. Anyway, he's feeding her, and it feels like she's in a group home or like Narcotics Anonymous or some sort of like rehab. And I was like, but Nick's the junk. It just felt weird, and it felt like she was just like some. Like I said earlier, there uh, a couple episodes ago, that their uh, their cabin felt like a a summer, like a child's summer. Um, what do you call those camp? It, it just this felt like AA or, or NA or something weird. It was so bizarre. That's all I really have to say about it. There's nothing much to that scene. He feeds her, and she's like, "We need to go," and he's like, "Yeah, let's go." He's kind of on the on the fence. About fucking everything. So eventually, or evidently, this is what I was getting to earlier. Daniel already let Victor go. They they just went around it, I guess. And Victor and his lies are kind of stacking up. He's just he's just lying all the time. And Daniel's not stupid. Daniel is a guy who who tortures people for the truth. Why are you lying to this man? Of all the fucking people left in the world, you're going to lie to the one person that's left. 
that you know has a history of violence and you know has a history of telling the, being able to tell the truth and will torture a human being to death for that truth. And you're going to go, you know what? I'm going to try to lie to him. It's like uh, Batman and Joker. They're just like an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. But, like, he's the, Victor is a, is, a, is, a, is a scam artist or whatever the fuck he is. And then this guy can, can tell the truth. He, he knows when someone's lying to him. And they're going to see who wins what. Like, no. One guy's willing to torture the other guy to death. Go ahead and just tell him the truth. Especially when you're already free. He let you out. Just, but instead, he's like, he lies. And I was like, just go ahead and avoid the, just tell him the truth now and just avoid the whole ho- hotel trip. Just don't go to the hotel. You can just skip that and be like, let's go look for your daughter together. I'm fine with that. And uh, they start talking about the apocalypse together. And I'm like, I love that they actually talk about the apocalypse because I feel like the original series, The Walking Dead, doesn't really acknowledge it. They're kind of like, this is crazy, but we'll get back to normal. And then these characters in this show are like, no, it's over. It's done. It's it's the apocalypse. It's, what the fuck was that word? Tiotuaka? Tijuana's Takis? Takis from Tijuana? But they just acknowledge it, and I appreciate that fact. So Alicia and the kid from The Following are hitting it off, and I'm like, that probably means it's not going to work out, because remember that radio guy from last season? I feel like there's like three other dudes. That black dude in season one, that didn't work out too well. He died. Um and right when I finished typing that sentence, this isn't this isn't gonna work out. I look up or I look over. I, I type right next to this. It's right side by side the notes in the in the, the episode. And I'm like, oh, they're banging. They're they're fucking. He's deep inside her, scraping guts, and and they're just going for it. So maybe I'm wrong. But it doesn't mean something's gonna go wrong because they're not gonna give someone happiness in this in this show. There's, there's no chance of that. Madison will fuck it up for sure. If she's she's like a a, a pig smelling truffles. If she smells happiness, she's like, I gotta fuck it up. I can't let them have that. I must take it away. I cannot let them be happy for one moment. If it's not about me, I can't have that. No. But I'm gonna act like it's for them. But really, it's just all about me because I'm Madison. I'm a, I'm a vicious, cruel, confusing cunt. So, speaking of Madison, her and Troy... Uh, Getting this weird fight, which is on that uh, retreat that they're or that rescue mission that they were doing, they they run up they run up on this van or bus that overturned is full of prisoners, and that, so they they basically fight off the entire cast of Con Air. I was waiting for uh, Cameron Poe, aka Nick Cage, to show up, and maybe like the virus, Cyrus the virus, to show up. Uh, John Malkovich. I know the movie Con Air very well. It's going to be in the next episode I do for. Um, it would be episode twenty one, I believe. Shitty movie showdown. Depends on how it goes. We'll find out here. I, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a leak right there. I just, just revealing that. So uh, Troy cuts off a bunch of limbs on these guys, and I'm like, that's what I do in Fallout Four. I just cut off limbs like crazy. I'm playing a lot of Fallout Four right now. I'm playing my way through it again. Anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. I don't know why I said that. So post bang, uh, they just fucked. Um, the following gives Alicia some fucking English homework. He's like. You know, a good fuck. I like to come all over you and then read poetry to you. And she's like, I don't want to read poetry anymore. The world is pointless. And he's like, I mean, now it means more than ever. That was a pretty good impression of him. Uh, and she's like, nah, I'm good, fam. And she heads out. She's like, thanks for the, thanks for uh, dropping your loads on me. Hopefully I'm not preggers. I'm going to head out. Uh, uh, speaking of fam, I hope we don't have one. That would suck. That would suck totes. What am I, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just going to breathe everything from now, here on out. Um, so, 
cleaning up the burned house, uh, Sons of Anarchy guy tells Nick that they... He's just telling the story of how this these the, the older couple got that house um, when Sons of Anarchy's second wife wanted a bigger house, wanted a more fabulous house. He built that one and then gave them gave the older couple this house, the one that burned down a long time ago. And I, they keep like saying Sons of Anarchy guy is like a sweetheart and he has, he's caring, but they also do like this weird like what's really going on thing with him. It's very weird. It's, it's I guess he's kind of like Gregory from The Walking Dead series i guess something like that where you're like he's in trouble he's in charge but why what's his real motives is he just willing to say anything do anything kind of guy i don't know what his motives are uh but he, he this is what the part that pissed me off really bad he tells um sorry that was my phone he tells uh nick that this older couple he gave them this gun and then they hung it over the door over the door frame just as like a, I don't know, like a homestead. Like, you know, this is our, you know, you know how people do that. They hang their shotgun over the door frame. Um, just in case someone break, tries to break in and they have an easy access to, to your gun so they can murder you with it. I don't know why the fuck you hang guns there. I would put it by your bed, some sort of a, on, on your door frame in your bedroom. I don't know. Somewhere on the way to the door, you can get it not at the door itself, which people have already broken into. Are you answering the door with a gun? I don't. Maybe that's your plan. That's a psycho way to answer the fucking door with a shotgun to your neighbor's face. This is a handgun. I'm just saying. I'm just stating generics. Anyway, real weird way to answer the door. My point is though that it's so it's stated that that gun is over the fucking door, which makes it even more baffling. Earlier, now that we have this information, the final piece of the puzzle, when the husband is slow dancing with his zombie wife while she gums his neck and he produces his handgun out of fucking nowhere 15 and a half feet away from the goddamn door. A. Why introduce that's where the gun was if if it didn't matter. B. Was it editing that just cut out him walking over and grabbing the gun? C. Did he have it in his anus? And if so, why? Um, which would be you know, like C, you know, column C A. I guess like a drop down from C, a, a sub, a sub question for C. Uh, what the fuck's going on there? Why even introduce the fact that the gun was up there? Why do any of that? Why, why, why? You're just raising questions to an, to an answer that doesn't need to be. <sighs> you raise two questions without any logical explanation of why. Don't even say it. Don't even bother. Just be like, why even mention the gun? I don't understand any of it. It didn't make any fucking sense. It's really pissing me off right now. I was pissed when I watched it. I'm spinning this fidget spinner again because it's pissing me off. I'm getting really angry. It just didn't make any fucking sense. That gun was produced out of nothingness. Like, is he a fucking X-Men? What the, is he Magneto? How the fuck did that gun show up there? It didn't make any sense to me. Oh, man. Getting real mad here. So, so, uh, oh, God. I'm just so mad. Uh, Nick and Luciana are talking, and then she says, when we're in a crisis, we, re- we regress to our own. Like, they go back to who they are, who they really are. I think she said this, right? I don't fucking remember. And I was like, Luciana should go. She should really get the fuck out of there. And, and there's this whole conversation of, like, should we go? Should we stay? Who are we? What are we really like? Like she's just basically saying like this, we're going to, this is going to turn to shit. Like when, if anything happens, we're going to turn into who we really are. We're going to, we're going to kill each other. 
And I was like, okay, this, the earlier scenes scenes in this season were super awkward, but now they're really starting to pay off because you kind of realize like that's why they're they were awkward because they're like, am I gonna have to just kill these people? Like what happened at the last place? Is it gonna go to shit again? Uh, they're all standoffish, which which makes the whole scene awkward. And in the moment, it made me mad. And I was like, oh, this is hard to watch. But now I kind of appreciate it. But I can't exactly say that's what the writers were going for. I don't think it was. I don't think, as far as the awkwardness, I don't think it's what they're going for. I think they were going for standoff, standoffishness. I agree with that. I think that's what they're going for. But I don't think they were going for awkward. But that's what it was. And there's no denying that. There really isn't denying that. I would, I would call you a liar. So, uh, Madison and the Hunters are out there. There's a they find a pile of by ugh, my God, I cannot speak. They're they're walking around. They find this pile of burned bodies. There we go. Pile of burned bodies. Say that. Say that one time fast if I can't do it. Apparently, and they they look over and they see this guy. He's sitting in a chair and he's muttering to himself. Um, and he has a crow on his shoulder, like he's in the fucking stand. It was very weird. And they, the camera goes around behind him, and he's just sitting in this like lawn chair with a. I think he had a gun in his arm, right? And um, his, his, you see that his brains are hanging out. He like he's fucking. He's fucked up. Something happened to him. And Madison stabs him in the head slowly. She's like, "I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I have to do this shit to you." Ugh, there you go, buddy. Bye bye. And then uh, we look over, and then uh, they're immediately robbed by a bunch of Indians, the same Indians who shot Travis, apparently. Uh, which is the one who shot? So they shot down the helicopter, basically, which is what they're going for. I knew I, I knew I would get my answer that I didn't get last episode, which I wasn't paying attention, and I didn't know who the fuck what they were going after. But now it's explained they're going after the helicopter that got shot down and who shot him down and blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, they steal their shit. Moving on, Daniel. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, what what the shit does that mean? I don't even know what that means. It says Daniel slaps a bell and questions Victor about Ophelia. I think he literally slaps a bell and then gets mad at Victor because he's lying to him and then gets fed up with him. And this, oh, he, he slaps the bell to us. He's in this room and Victor's like, don't, don't do that. Like, don't attract attention. And then Victor, because Vic, uh, Daniel's trying to get the truth out of Victor. Uh, Daniel slaps the bell. It goes off and brings all the zombies out. And Daniel just slips away and leaves Victor with all these zombies. Uh, he's very back and forth with how he's going to handle this Victor situation. Very back and forth. Uh, really hard to read him. I would definitely not lie to him. How about that, you, you fucking asshole? Victor, what the hell are you doing? Oh, God. So, Troy, in the middle of the night, Troy shows up to Madison, who's sleeping, and I think he has a knife. Might have been a gun. I don't remember which. doesn't matter. He's about to kill her in the middle of, the, in the middle of her sleep. I assume it was a knife then, so it's silent. And then she wakes up, and he's like, oh, nah, nah, ah, fuck it. I better get going. Ah, that was a crazy idea anyway. <laughs> and he slips away, and Madison's like, okay. That was weird. She looks over. This guy's watching her. I, th- I thought I recognized the actor, but I didn't look him up. And then he's just like, all right, well, going back to bed. They all seem to know that Troy's a psychopath. They just don't want to speak about it because he's the son of a uh, Sons of Anarchy guy. And why even bother? I don't know why a 70-year-old man has... He must have been in his 40s when he had these two kids, but whatever. Um, at least. At least 40s. Maybe 50s. So Nick, wake, Nick wakes up after, after their fuck sesh with, with uh, Ophelia, and then he looks over, and there's a letter from Ophelia. 
And it says, um, you know, basically saying she left. And that was it. I was like, okay, well, she's gone. That's, that's great. And then uh, there's this musical slow motion ending, which was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> it was the following. It was the following. This is how the following ends. And uh, it's basically all the, all the characters in despair and like, you know, they're facing obstacles. Uh, we see all of them. Like Victor has to fight off zombies. Daniel's going to find his daughter. And then, you know, fucking Ophelia's off on her own. Who gives a shit? And then uh, Nick's in the burning house. And Madison's fucking... I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I don't remember. I don't, who gives a shit? doesn't matter. Anyway, the whole ending slow motion reminded me of the following. Because now that I have following on the brain, I'm going to start associating everything with it. The first show that wasn't that great. I sure do reference it a lot. Although, outside of the fact that, that that kid is from the following, the uh, the one guy, the, the one brother, uh, Jake Otto, he's from the following. But other than that, I really do reference it a lot. Anyway, Alicia's off on her own. She's, like, walking around, and then she jumps into some water, and I thought she was killing herself at first. That's what you're kind of supposed to think. And then she just jumps into some water, and she's like, ah! And I'm like, is she going through, like, a fucking, like, a uh, spring break like uh outbreak thing. Like I'm going to cut loose. I got stoned in a basement with a head in a birdcage. Now I'm going to go jump off a cliff. I'm so wild. <laughs> Let's make a hookah shell necklace. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what the hell she's doing. I, I guess she's just trying to live. She's trying to, it's, it just feels so unwarranted. It just doesn't feel like any, she deserved this. This like happy. And I don't, what the fuck is going on here in this episode? And then uh, Sons of Anarchy guy brings Nick the gun that Nick didn't want. He polished it up and he gave it to Nick. And Nick's like, cool, thanks. Even though I said I hate guns. You know, it, it explicitly stated my, my feelings on guns. But thank you for the gun. Thank you, sir. You fucking asshole. I fucking hate guns. What are you doing? Terrible gift. Terrible gift. Uh, so, it's it's... I almost said a joke, but it'd be so stupid. I was going to say it's like bringing a vegetable platter to Cookie Monster. I don't know why I thought of that. It's just the first thing that popped in my head. You do what you will, do what you will with that joke. You know, figure it out. Tell your kids that joke. Oh, I hate your kids, by the way. So so the episode is titled Burning in Water, Drowning in Flame, which is a uh, Charles Bukowski book, which is fine. Uh, however, I, I have burned myself in water. You can burn your, yourself in water. Hey, drowning in flame, I don't know about that, but, you know, some sort of, like, maybe uh, magma, you, you drown in flames. I don't know. But you can you can definitely burn yourself in water. Like, you, you boil some water, put your hand in there, you're burning water, my friend. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, I'm going to head out. This episode was all right. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good, I guess. It was kind of... It was a lot of uh, slow scenes, but a lot of weird ones introducing some characters, the whole scene, the whole, like, car ride with Victor and Daniel is weird. I don't like the fact that he left him there. I like these two characters together. I don't give a shit about Ophelia. She can go ahead and die right now. I don't care. I just, they just, they haven't invested me with her character whatsoever, so I don't care. I just don't. That's, that's, most of the characters in the show I say that with, I realize, but it really is true with some characters. Like, who gives a shit about Ophelia? I don't. I thought she was the one, Luciana for, am I saying Luciana or Ophelia? Oh my God. It's happening again. It's happening again. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. 